0: Well, hello there, my friends. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome once again to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, well, usually it's the least depressing, but who knows anymore? You know, in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale, but um, do you want to be in a studio with people? I don't. Uh, so now what we're doing is we're having two people each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, maybe the college degrees they're still paying off, to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus uh, the P.E. title automatically gives a person's opinion on, um, well let's say Garth Brooks's drive-in concerts more weight than a civilian's have you been to one of those concerts? Neat stuff cool stuff, fun stuff Let's meet our contestants. Our first contestant hosts the podcast. New player has joined on Starburns Audio. They've been doing daily episodes since the start of quarantine. Oh, my goodness. It's Keith Kingbay. Hi, Keith. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Daily episodes.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think it's helpful, uh-huh. uh, for everybody. They go through day by day of wondering. I think the mo- third, first thing everybody does when they wake up is go, uh, what the hell happened yesterday? Yeah. And, uh, you check your phone yeah. and, uh, you see everything that's happening. You go, I don't know what to do with this energy. Uh-huh. Uh, you go to work and you're awkward and quiet <laughs> you don't yeah. to talk about stuff. So I think we had a great idea of just every day talking about what's going on with us, what's going on in the world and stuff, and then break it up with gaming and having fun and positivity.
0: I like that. The world needs fun yeah. and positivity. And well, I mean, gaming, I'm not sure about. Like I'm, I'm still, we were talking about this before. <laughs> I did not really grow up as a gamer. However, you've given me some suggestions, you and our and our guest Vanessa, of some good uh, Apple Arcade games. So if you need me as a guest, that's all I'm saying. I'm going to give it a try this yeah. week. We'll see if I've turned a corner. <laughs> For sure. I, I, I will tell you though, if I have to have a player turn a corner, it's going to go badly because I don't know how to do the controllers. <laughs> There's a gyroscope. I don't understand it. It, it's uh it's it's a mess uh games modern games make me understand my mother's relationship with her iphone <laughs> like i can't get as mad when i can't make uh, waluigi do anything uh our second right. contestant is a comedian and writer and can be seen on l ray nation on the l ray network it's vanessa gritton hello
2: hey thanks for having me
0: thank you so much for being here how's your lockdown
2: <laughs> okay Uh, it's honestly not that bad. I moved in with my boyfriend right at the beginning of lockdown, which maybe is the perfect time, uh, to suddenly move in with someone on three days notice. Uh, it's gone far more swimmingly than I thought it would. We combined our haunted house animatronics. We live in the home we always wanted to live in our entire lives.
0: I'm sorry, back up. Um, Haunted house animatronics.
2: Yeah, so we're both big um, horror and gaming dorks and um, we both throughout our lives amassed just uh, animatronic werewolves and zombies and uh, what have you. They're huge, they're taller than me. And uh, we don't consider them to be just Halloween time decorations. They're year round because then I could just stack my hats on them uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm currently sitting in between, uh, a zombie and a werewolf and we have a zombie in the kitchen. Uh, wow. cause, uh, yeah, the mo- modern dating's weird. You- the items that you get when you combine homes.
0: Yeah. And I mean, listen, and you don't have to
1: ask for those uh, as wedding gifts anymore. Cause you got, no, them.
0: They're no, already
2: taken care of.
1: I love it. Are there like normal chairs and normal tables? Do you get rid of those? Like, what do you do with all the normal See, stuff? Like
2: we have. Really cute, normal chairs and tables, like <laughs> daisies in a jar on the like dinner table that we like change out daily, yeah. but then there's just an animatronic zombie that I hang my aprons off of.
1: Nice. I love it. I love it.
0: And this is such an interesting time. Now, Keith, are you living with your girlfriend?
1: I am. I have a roommate. I'm living with my girlfriend, too, because, yeah, you're going to bring up is like, is this is a point where it's like, do we stay together? Do we break up? What is the situation? Now? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you're kind of stuck. It's a, right. It's a bit like marriage used to be before, <laughs> right. like no fault divorce. Like you're in, you're, yeah, yeah,
1: You're in. You're 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 in, and it's the same thing where uh, we were together for a couple months before this. Um, I even got uh, COVID before this. I got it in December. Oh wow. So we've just been like dealing with all of this this whole time, basically. Like I got COVID and I got mono like right next to each other. Holy and shit. And then 2020 happened, as we've all noticed. Yeah. So, so it's like we've just. Our whole relationship has just been what the hell has been going on with the world, basically. Oh, my
0: God. So you got the antibodies then.
1: Yeah, I have the antibodies, which still makes me feel safer. But I still go everywhere with a mask. I yell at people wear masks. I don't like I know I can't give it to people. I know I can't probably get it again. And I'm still like, don't go near people. Don't talk to people. Stay inside as much as possible, which is just the responsible, correct thing to do. Thank you, Keith. Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes <laughs> thank you, <Keith. laughs> you I feel like it's an especially wild time for anyone that's dating right now where you're just put through this immediate yeah. can you handle high intensity stress together gauntlet where yep. it almost yeah. kind of it lets you know faster what your compatibility is where it's like all right if we can handle a pandemic in the first three months of our relationship, we can handle me not turning off the lights every time I leave the kitchen. Yeah thank you yeah.
0: thank you. it thank is it is thank a you. real test. So real. (laughs) Glad to see we're all passing. All right. Now uh, we have met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what matters in the world this week, pop culturally speaking. (laughs) So players, are you ready? You will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event of the past week or two. Vanessa, we will start with you.
2: Um, I think one of the most overlooked stories is one that just popped up yesterday. Uh, I think any story that's just about doing something lovely for the sake of something lovely uh, always need to be circulated a little bit more. And it's about how the Barcelona Opera reopened with an audience entirely of plants. Mm -hmm. Uh, house plants. Yeah. All two thousand and three hundred seats are filled with house plants, uh, and they basically had an entire show for them that people were able to listen to via live stream, and they're being donated uh, to over two thousand local healthcare professionals to the Hospital Clinic of Barcelona, because oh. I feel like we have been talking about how thankful we are for healthcare professionals right now, but not putting that money down and showing them that we are. Yeah. And yeah. I can't think of something lovelier to come home to than a shrub that has heard some of, like, the best compositions in the world.
1: That's You don't think a jet flying over a hospital is just <laughs> as good as that? Is that what you're telling me?
2: You know what? <laughs> Tinnitus versus, like, a houseplant that makes me happy? Yeah. Legit, yeah. same way.
0: <laughs> sure, sure, you're grateful for first responders, but are you houseplant grateful? Exactly. Um, That is such a beautiful, weird thing, and I I really love it. That is an excellent story that does need attention,
1: Vanessa. You're absolutely right. Keith? Today's the day, guys. Uh, Bees had a great year, and the first time in like a decade. Bees are coming back. Bees have been going away from the ecosystem for a long time a lot of insects are on their way out and the way that we can keep bees alive is to plant more flowers plant more trees get more going so bees because i walk outside in la and i'll see some that are just dying on the ground and it like really messes with me then i'm like i can see it happening where i'm like i don't know if they're just they have chemicals in them or what's going on but the fact that bees had a good year this year i'm like that should be that makes me feel good yeah like anything in general going
0: on bees are back
1: bees are back in a big way (laughs) you better better get ready
0: they're back in a big way you better get ready i love the uh, i mean we uh, you i'm sure have been reading the stories about how insect populations have dwindled just in general over the last 10 years yeah my favorite fact about those stories is that like all of the world's this is not the word insectologists noticed it at the same time and all in the same Uh way, which was that independently like five or six of them went on road trips in different parts of the world (laughs) and were like, where are all the bugs? Yeah, Like you would think that they would have, I, I don't know who keeps like bug population records or like what the bug census is or whatever. You would think they would have access to that data, but I guess they either didn't look at it or it doesn't exist. And it was the way that the leading experts knew was that like they had to they didn't have to stop every two hours right. on a road trip and clean the thing like you used to have to do in the seventies and eighties. I think right. that's when crazy. I was a
1: kid, I when I was a kid, I was told the same thing that like bugs and insects outnumber Americans or not Americans by the not uh, citizens or the humans. There I go. I got there, guys. Uh, humans by like ten to one. Yeah. So if you're just like going through Indiana and they're like, hey, there used to be millions upon millions upon millions of insects here. And now they're just not here anymore. Just that astronomical number must go like whoa yeah yeah
0: Yeah, for sure you're right keith there are more people in the world than americans we forget that sometimes there you go
1: i I got there i found it
0: i figured it it out but i got there
1: you got it you got it (laughs) all right well
0: it's bees versus houseplants my friends i can't imagine
2: isn't it always
0: a better matchup (laughs) i love it bees versus houseplants those are your buzz in words keep them ready uh let's get into round one okay the uh, the massive hit historical pseudo political musical Hamilton is about to be released for home viewing on Disney Plus. So, to celebrate that, we are starting with a round called <clears throat> "Gonna Go Back in Rhyme." That was old Huey Lewis for you. You know the second single yeah. from the uh, Back to the Future soundtrack. Far superior power of love in every way. Don't at me. Uh, if Hamilton has taught us anything about making mega-hit musicals, it is this. Tell the story of historical figures, but make it rhyme. So with that in mind, we have put together some limericks describing people from world history. You just have to guess who. So keep your buzz and words ready. Um, this is going to be it's, it's a little bit like I'm Lynn manuel Miranda and this is Hamilton, except that it's John Luke Roberts. And he spent a lot of time on these rhymes, so please let me finish reading them before you buzz in. Got Because you will want to get to the end. It's a limerick. The tweets of poetry. Okay. Limerick number one. There once was a king with a beard, whose family values were weird. He beheaded two wives and two others died. One outlived him and everyone cheered.
2: Who am I talking about? Houseplants.
0: Yes, Vanessa. Henry VIII? Henry VIII. Yay! Henry VIII is correct. That's good. Point to you. Point to you. Well done. All right, second one. This German philosopher sees the church as a pile of (gasps) feces. He shook Rome to its core when he nailed to the door a list of 95 theses.
2: Houseplants.
1: Yes. Martin Luther. Martin Luther is correct, (laughs) Vanessa. This is print. Impre- okay, Vanessa,
2: just you can have this round. Well. <laughs> Historical I was born poetry in the Hospital, The only reason I know. <laughs> I love, oh, okay. love it.
0: Ninety-five theses all up on the wall.
2: Yep. Um,
0: <laughs> okay. On Christopher Street, you would find this woman, a one of a kind. A shot glass let fly. It started a riot. Her middle name. Pay it no mind.
2: Ooh, houseplants. Yes. Marsha P. Johnson. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. This is correct. <laughs> I,
1: I've, Vanessa is very good. It's very good. Vanessa is very like Jeopard- good. Does
2: anybody ever go on
1: Jeopardy and go, these guys
0: are great? I play <laughs>
2: <Everyone's> Jeopardy, <laughs> like their online quiz show every day.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. You're fucking great at this. Thank uh, you. Limerick number four. Okay. There once was a man wrote a book. It was small and it had a red look. He said it would be kind of nice to rule China, and in 49, he overtook.
2: House plants? Yes. Sun Tzu?
1: No. Oh. oh, boy, how the mighty have fallen. Right? Uh, Keith? I have no idea what his name is, and I'm not even going to try to guess. Oh, not even you you a little try, bit. Yeah,
0: you could try to guess, but that could get problematic no, Real quick, You, you
1: changed your tone a little bit when you were like, <laughs> no, never mind, I'm trying. Yeah, try. yeah
0: <laughs> no, don't. Uh, it was the chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, Mao Zedong.
2: That was my next okay.
0: guess. <laughs> yep. Well, I know that, but we didn't get there in time. Number five. Okay. There was a French girl who heard voices. She said, I don't know what that noise is. They said, put on some pants, chase the English from France. She said, yes, those seem like good choices. These, Yes. Just let me have this, please. <laughs> Joan of Arc, Joan of yeah! Arc is yeah! correct. <laughs> oh, that was a... That was a goddamn volley, that one. (laughs) Um, Now it is time for a round we are calling Would You Be My Valentine? Now we have a very special, very special treat for today's show. One of my absolute idols and someone who has become a friend. Yep, I'm going to drop names Kathy Valentine. Um, She is uh, a member of the Go Go. She played bass. She then played guitar, then she played bass again. Um, Kathy recently published her memoir, and I tell you, it is all I ever wanted. But what's it called, Dave? All I Ever Wanted. Yes, we know that, Dave. But what's the name? The name of the book is All I've Ever Wanted. I know, Dave. Okay, right. I, could, I could talk to my, I could do a bit with myself forever, especially now that there are no more improv uh, theaters open uh, anywhere throughout the world. Um, so, okay. So for this game, I talked to Kathy Valentine about some of my favorite anecdotes from her book. It is such a beautiful book. There's, he, she's seen it all. And there's some great dish in there as well. So I've asked her to retell some of the stories. It will be your job to figure out which celebrity Kathy Valentine is talking about. Based on any context clues that you can pick up, she removed the names from her stories so she doesn't give any <laughs> answers away. You got it? Just listen. See if you know who Kathy Valentine is talking about. Awesome. Got it? Let's get into the first one.
3: The new lineup of the Go-Go's had our first dates booked, jumping straight into the biggest shows the band had ever played at the Rockin' Rio Festival in Brazil. The turmoil of the last year had been surmounted, and the biggest stuff felt yet to come. Rockin' Rio featured a couple of dozen big-name bands, with the Go-Go's scheduled as openers for blank. That left a lot of time to get into trouble. It only took a day to find great shopping, backstage parties, plenty of expensive wine and cheap cocaine. Having a wild two-person party in my room, Belinda and I went out on the balcony to find the source of Chuck Berry music blaring from outside. A shirtless blank waved at us and in no time we were in his suite, hanging out with this guy, felt as natural as meeting any other cool musician, despite his music being some of my mainstay favorite songs of all time. The next evening, all the Go-Go's joined blank for dinner. Our bands were well-matched for pranks and goofiness. At one point, this guy insisted his band members all push their trousers down to their angles, unbeknownst to the proper waiters who brought out bottle after bottle of cristal champagne, wine, and platters of pricey entrees. Later on, this guy, Mr. Blank, had worked himself into a state, horrified to go perform his headlining show. He'd been up with us all night and day. I couldn't believe he had never in his entire career stayed up on a binge before having to play. Hey, I said, I'll stand on the stage the entire time. Every time you start to feel really terrible, look over at me and know that as bad as you feel, I'm worse. This was my way of being a new, helpful, supportive friend. So who is blank? Who am I talking about?
0: A a rock Mm. legend who pulled his first all-nighter before a show in front. Of a massive crowd at Rock and Rio, which I will tell you was
1: 1984.
0: Hmm. These, yes. Joey Ramone, no, no.
2: Uh, house plants, yes. You said 1984,
0: yes. Uh, Rod Stewart, Vanessa, am I right?
2: What? What? <laughs> what did you? You're... Because he seems like a square. Uh, <laughs> like, he's a sweet I, baby, but hilarious. he seems like he's, like, never partied really before.
1: Wow. <laughs> I thought he was a big drinker, too. Like, I thought that was his thing. Rod stewarts he liked to drink. Or at least that was the image I got yeah, he's got, So he, I guess the he, story he, totally makes sense. Yeah, he feels like kind of a, yeah, a roué. Like, he looks like a, yeah.
0: a, a fancy <laughs> drunk. Like... Um, which he may be, but he had never stayed up all night on cocaine before doing a massive show for tens of thousands <laughs> of people in Rio de Janeiro. Neither have I. That is not my scene. Well done, Vanessa.
2: Yeah. My goodness. We it had, had to be blues and everything. It had to be Rod or someone from Queen.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And
0: they opened for Queen the next night. Did you like yeah. major... In and Rio?
2: No, my dad just talked about it a bunch. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> He's so much cooler than I'll ever be. Oh, it's it's
1: so God. interesting. All of these are so good, but like Vanessa, it's so impressive that I'm like, how you and everyone's just confused. It's like, oh, my dad. I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah,
2: yeah I had a dad Amazing. that's lived a life that's cooler than anything I'll ever do. <laughs> that's
0: incredible. Wow. That is incredible. Let us move on to Kathy's second story from her memoir. All I ever wanted.
3: The recording of our third record had been business and pleasure as usual. Belinda and I went on regular shopping trips into London. I had my English family and friends to visit with, and we enjoyed band dinners, where some of us got elegantly wasted. I had acquired a taste for expensive wines and cognac, becoming more of a highbrow drunk than before. This guy, Mr. Blank, came to film a movie, and I found time to meet up and hang out. When Johnny Cash played the Hammersmith Odeon, I got tickets and took this guy, Mr. Blank, and Belinda. The three of us hadn't hung out before, and it seemed like it would be fun, especially seeing the two of them being spotted like crazy. The fun stopped when Blank and Belinda disappeared, slipping away and leaving me backstage after the show. Realizing I'd been ditched and feeling like a fool, I couldn't keep myself from crying in Johnny Cash's green room. June Carter Cash, ever a mother and a caring human, pulled me close and hugged me tightly while I sobbed my tale of woe. You listen, she whispered in my ear. Any man gonna leave you like that just ain't worth crying over. Being comforted by June Carter Cash was worth getting dumped. So who is this guy?
0: Yeah, who is the movie star? Again, around
1: 1984, nineteen eighty four, eighty three, eighty four. I bees. Yeah. He can't. I just. He can't think of his name. Is it Indiana Jones? No. Is it just Indiana Jones? <laughs> no.
0: It is not the character.
1: Of Did Indiana he show Jones. up as Indiana? It Jones? is not like dashing archaeology okay. professor. Okay. okay. Sorry, Indiana my bad, John. Okay. Vanessa, no. please. You. Uh, yeah.
2: It's not real. Houseplants. <laughs> hmm. Is it the giant boulder from Indiana Jones?
1: It is <laughs> the you. giant boulder Thank from you. Indiana Jones. Thank no. you. No.
2: I was in, I first
1: caught to Jean-Claude Van Damme, but I'm just thinking of like who would be hanging out? Which who which actor hangs out with Don't rock stars? At disrespect
0: that time? Kathy Valentine or Belinda Carlisle?
1: I'm like not that. disrespecting her at all. I her sure her life is fascinating and impressive beyond all beliefs. I think reason. she um, would
0: spend her free time with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Is it a beautiful <laughs> ass on him? Yes, it is. But he's he's garbage. <laughs> From top to bottom, except a beautiful, okay. beautiful ass. Um, <laughs> beautiful butt, okay.
2: incredible splits.
0: In, uh, very good splits. That You're absolutely right on that, Vanessa. Thank you very much. We do have clues. Do okay. we not?
3: He disappeared for a while after a scandal and came back.
0: Hmm. Disappeared for a while. I will say later in the 80s because a- of a B's. little scandal. Yes. Bees. Eddie Murphy.
1: No. Damn. Oh, oh that was that earlier? Uh, that was later, I think. A later? I got... It has, has three months turned into two years for anybody oh my else? Oh Yeah, no, time, has, <laughs> oh, yeah, time has warped and melted.
2: Time isn't real.
1: <laughs> time yeah. is not real. Time is absolutely
0: <laughs> a social construct, and we know it now. Um, okay, Vanessa. 80s scandal. I will say he was the first to have this specific kind of scandal, which is extremely commonplace right now. Do, do you want another clue? Yeah. We can do another clue. I think we have a couple more clues. Yes.
3: He has been on two very different hit TV shows, getting both Emmy and Golden Globe nominations, and he actually won a Go- Golden Globe for one role. He won a Golden Globe.
1: He won, he won, a, won Globe. a Golden Globe.
0: I... Movies and TV shows, but he's most popular recently on TV.
1: I am going through scandals in my head. I'm not. This isn't it. Uh, Tony Danza?
0: <laughs> no.
2: Who in the 80s? I know, I'm going through like the same thing where I'm like, I've watched enough 80s television. Right. But you got in
0: trouble. 80s movies mm, last 10 or 15 years television. Oh my gosh. He's now, I'm just gonna throw this in here. He's now a podcast guy. He's got a podcast called Literally.
2: Oh my god, um, uh Oh my God. House Plants. He was in yes. Parks and Rec. It's um, yes. uh, <laughs> It's going to make me crazy. I know. Uh, because I'm going crazy. Oh my God. Why am I only remembering the name of every single character that he's played, but not at. Roblo. Uh, uh, Roblo. Lowe. Rob Lowe. <laughs> we got there. I was like, why can I only Rob think Lowe. of Chris Traeger? Roblo. <laughs> Roblo.
0: Very Pioneer. impressive. Pioneer. Of the sex tape scandal.
2: <clears throat> yes, that's right. Oh, really? He was one of the wow. OG sex tape scandals.
0: OG that's sex great. tape scandal. Uh, okay, <clears throat> so our final one. Final story from the fabulous Kathy Valentine memoir, All I've Ever Wanted. Who is she talking about?
3: I had some good times with this guy, Mr. Blank, in L.A., before taking off for the next leg of touring. With one phone call, this guy got the Guitar Center, a big music chain to open for us in the middle of the night and let us jam on the store instruments. An employee played drums, my boyfriend Danny played guitar, I played the bass, and this guy, Mr. Blank, sang the blues. My Texas blues roots gave us common ground. Blank was passionate about blues. He had the exuberance of a true fan. We also liked to get into a little mischief. One night he cooked up a plan to get us a six pack of beer after hours. When our limo pulled into a 7-Eleven store on Holloway, this guy, Mr. Blank said, I'll go in and distract the clerk. You steal the six pack. Drinking and Coke were vices for sure, but they played a secondary role to wanting to hang out like a couple of teenagers digging music and having a couple of beers.
1: I'm just, this isn't my answer, but anytime somebody's in LA and they said, I met this great guy, I always think Jack Nicholson, like Mm. immediately, whatever it is. Whatever it is, whatever it is.
0: Famous for being a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) Just a
1: great guy.
0: (laughs) Somebody (laughs) you would be delighted for your sister to date. Um, That was, it it, it was tricky to get, uh, unless, Vanessa, you have a. Uh, I'm just gonna
2: take a shot in the dark. River Phoenix.
0: No. Okay.
1: Uh, I'll try okay. one. Is it Willie Nelson? No.
0: no. No. So for clues on this one, uh, Kathy and I did a little word association. Let's let's see how many how many clues you need here. Buzz in whenever you feel like you have an answer.
3: Let's do a, a word association uh, clue. Uh, sure. Chateau Marmont. Bluto. Um, Saturday Night Live again.
0: Um. Food fight. Oh,
3: houseplants. Uh, Vanessa. John Belushi. John yeah. Belushi is Yay! correct. As soon
2: as
1: I heard Chateau Marmont, I was like, Belushi's dead, and then SNL was like, Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Died at the Chateau Marmont. That's fun, Dave. How,
1: how many people have
0: died at the Chateau Marmont? Hmm. Oh, it's the Chateau Marmont is the leading cause of death in Los Angeles, California.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Following closely behind the Cecil Hotel.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Too many to count. Too many to count. Um, okay, so this is the time in the show where we usually do a thing called competitive anecdotes. Where if you uh, have your own celebrity encounter, you can uh, you can share it at this time. You will win some extra points by doing so. Anyone can buzz in and dish.
1: I got one. It was in my first. Uh... 90s, so like probably the biggest thing in the world, uh, Atlanta Olympics. So there we are. That's where the bombing happened. We were going to watch the Dream Team and the gymnastics team uh, go to compete in the Olympics. That's when the 1996 uh, gymnastics team, Carrie Shrug, landed on one foot and got the Mm -hmm. gold medal. And they won. It was like a big deal. We were going to go see the Dream Team with Michael Jordan and everybody. Um, And my parents at the time, there's five of us, there's five kids, and we're all like 10 and under. And they're like, okay, we're going to go watch gymnastics. Then we're going to go back to the house or whatever. And as soon as we leave, all the events stopped at one point, And there was no way to get around. There weren't cabs. There weren't limo. There's nothing available. And people are rushing in and bumping into us and stuff. We're like little kids. And my mom's freaking out. She's going up to like taxi cabs drivers. My dad's like, can I give you money? Can you just bring us in? Can you like do something? And he goes up to one limo, giant stretch limo, and he goes, hey, I got five kids. Can I give you like couple hundred dollars you just drive us away from here and like that's that and the guy was like i can't i got a big person in the back and he's like come on it's just like you have this giant stretch limo or whatever and this guy gets out of the car and he goes who's trying to steal my limo and a person screams it's jerry seinfeld (laughs) so my dad sat there at a limo trying to get us to get inside jerry seinfeld's limo and the moment he got out of the car it was like it's like the movies and television shows like he just got swarmed like Immediately, it was like the closest I'll get to feeling Beatles culture because it was like in the middle of Seinfeld. He's the biggest dude in the world, and he's like looking at my dad, asking him what's his problem and all this sort of stuff. And we just all walked away. We found a person. It was like this tiniest car, Geo. We packed all of us in there. My dad's like, "Here's tickets to the Dream Team. Bring us home, basically."
0: Wow, That's yeah, so That's wild. A <laughs> <laughs> and that never turned up on the, on Seinfeld. Never, not not once. Yeah, I guess he would never really have been in a limousine in that show. Maybe if they bring it back. (laughs) Maybe in Curb. Vanessa? Right.
2: Okay, Um, so I'm going, I will show y'all photo evidence of mine um, because it's wild and I'm just going to get into it. So when I was 22, I was at a bar on a weeknight And it's very important that I add that my glasses were way out of prescription. This will be relevant in a moment. Um, I was also like 22 drunk. uh, And I saw a guy at the bar who had sunglasses indoors at night. And I was like, that means that guy's famous. And a bunch of people were like crowding (laughs) around him. So I walked up to him and I still couldn't figure out who he was, but I was like, hey, can I get a photo with you? And we take a photo together and keep in mind, I can't see that well. And I am, blasted drunk um i think i finally recognize who the stranger is and i go to thank him and i say thank you for the photo rick ross and um the whole bar by this point just gets like real quiet and real still because it's definitely not rick ross um <laughs> but the people that are with him look scared for me like they look scared mm-hmm. like i'm a court jester that just failed to make the king laugh right and uh, oh. so he looks at me like, kind of, like, sucks in air through his teeth and, like, just decides what he's going to do next and goes, you know what? You have a nice smile. Have a good night. And he leaves. So I show a friend the photo the next day and I'm like, hey, who is this in the photo? And anyways, uh, it was me and Suge Knight. Oh, uh, no, no, that's, that's, where
0: I, that's where I thought that was going. And oh, no.
2: follow up to the story... <laughs> The next day, after I, like, posted the photo and I was like, ha, 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 I met Suge Knight and called him the wrong name, people start uh, texting me. And I check my phone, and it turns out he had, uh, shortly after meeting, after me meeting him, he had killed someone on the set of Straight out of Compton. And yeah. he's still wearing the jacket that he was wearing in the photo with me. And you could see both photos <laughs> in sequence. <laughs> my God. Oh,
1: wow. Wow, wow. I saw Suge Knight once in New York City, and he was surrounded by his crew, and he went to go use the ATM, and his crew was pushing people out of the way so he could use the oh ATM. Oh, my God. It was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen in my life.
2: It's the closest Holy I've ever cow. felt to, like, Harry Potter, uh, right. like, surviving, being the boy who lived... <laughs> It's Holy like, how did cow. I not get draped over a balcony like vanilla ice?
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> okay, five points to you, two to Keith.
2: Both strong Thank you. stories.
1: Totally fair. I but didn't so. talk to a murderer, as far as I know. As far yeah, as well, I know. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know where I've been. Uh, all right, Christian,
0: those scores, please. We don't have to show
1: it. We don't, Ooh, have, we don't have, have to, to show, show it. We don't have to show the scores.
0: We to talk about the scores. Three. We're going to take a little break. We're going to regroup, Keith, aren't we? (laughs) And then we're going to be right back with Trouble Waters.
1: I started listening to Ono, Ross, and Carrie shortly after I broke my arm, and the doctor had told me I'd never walk again.
0: I was allergic to water. Addicted to wheatgrass. I knew it was time to make a change.
2: There's something about Oh No Ross and Carrie that you just can't get anywhere else. They're thought leaders, discoverers, founders.
1: Healers, luminaries.
2: Ross and Carrie don't just report on French science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. They take part
0: themselves.
1: They show up so you don't have to.
0: But you might find that you want to.
1: My arm is better. I can walk again.
0: Six months, no wheatgrass. Just go to MaximumFun.org. Thank, Thank you, Ross, Ross and Carrie.
3: Carrie. Ona, Ross and Carrie is just a podcast. It doesn't do anything. It's just sounds you listen to in your ears. All these people are made up. Goodbye.
0: Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing are Keith Kingbay and Vanessa Gritton. Our next round is one we're calling Wake Me Up Before You go Goes," In honor of Kathy Valentine swinging by, we are celebrating the great music of the Go-Go's with a musical game of chance. We have 11 songs for you today. Some are go go songs. Some are songs about sleeping. We're going to have you pick a song, pick a number from 1 to 11. And before we play the track, we will have you guess which one it is. If you are right, you will get a point. If you are wrong, you will not get a point. It is either Go-Go's or it is sleep. It is that simple. Uh, we know all the right answers already, but our lips are sealed. Do you get it? Of course you do. Um, Vanessa, because you were in a commanding lead, I'm going to have you go first. Give us okay. a number between 1 and 11. 7. Seven. And what do you think? Go-Go's or sleep? Vanessa, say you there?
2: Oh, sorry. For some reason, oh, uh, did you froze mute a yourself? I thought you were
0: just really deep in thought about it. Really deep you cannot that. think about it. Yeah. I'm going to go okay. Go-Go's. You're going to go Go-Go's for number seven. Let's hear In the jungle, the mighty jungle. Ah! Oh, unfortunately, that was, of course, the tokens with the lion sleeps tonight. No points for you. Keith. Yes, sir. Number between 1 and 11. 1. 1. Let's, let's you go go goes, go goes for number
3: 1.
0: There you go. A point there to you. Go. What if this is what turns it around for Keith? <laughs> that was, of course, Vacation, written by Kathy Valentine. Uh, okay, Vanessa, back to you. Number between, now let's say 2 and 11. Let's go 2. Number 2. What do you say? Go goes or sleep? I'm gonna sleep. All right, let's hear.
2: No. Unfortunately,
0: no. Though having the beat does make you very tired. That is a go gos song. We got the beat. Uh, back to you, Keith.
1: Let's do eleven go goes. Eleven go gos Let's find out.
0: That was a Go-Go song about sleep called You Can't Walk <laughs> in Your Sleep If You Can't Sleep. So, yes, point to you, Keith.
1: I oh uh, I make a lot of uh, games on my podcast, so I'm in my producer brain of how did he split these up? How would I uh-huh. split them nice. up? And then going from there.
0: <laughs> there you go. Oh, we should have known better. Uh, Vanessa, back to you.
2: All right. Let's go with 10. 10. Go-Go's or sleep? Let's go with sleep. Okay.
0: That was Blondie singing Sound Us Sleep. (laughs) Yeah! You got one. You got one.
1: Very good. Uh, Back to you, Keith. Let's do three
0: sleep. Three. Three sleep, says producer of podcasts, (laughs) Keith King Bay. I go to
3: sleep.
0: That is, of course, the Go-Go's from their moody piano period. No, of course not. That was... uh, (laughs) That was Ben Fold's Narcolepsy, a song about
2: sleep and lots of it.
0: Point to you. Uh, Vanessa. there
2: so everyone's like I'm currently juggling a cat on the keyboard. Oh, I love it. Right. Zombies, cats, come on, we gotta see. <laughs> I live in a veritable zoo. All right, let's go with Nine and go
0: Nine and go okay. That was the Go-Go's cover of Cool Jerk, a hit everywhere in the world except the United States. Don't know (laughs) why. Point to you. Strange, right?
2: It was in Home Alone 2, wasn't it? Was it? When the uncle was singing in the shower. Because they know I'm the king of the Cool
0: Jerk! Get out of here, you nosy little pervert!
1: or I'm going to slap you silly! Oh, you're cocky frankie! You know, I've never seen either Home Alone film. You've never seen Home Alone. You do pop culture stuff, and you've never seen Home Alone. I've never seen
0: Home Alone. I've never seen seen any of the Godfather films. Uh, I've never seen The Big Lebowski.
2: (laughs) The latter two, honestly, like, I, I like, write film reviews and just do that for a living. Did not see Godfather or Lebowski until the last three years.
0: I mean, listen, we've all got blind spots.
2: Same if thing. you see, it's
1: like you've seen all of The Godfather. By the time you see The Godfather, time has gone by so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I just feel like it's you know it's been done. Also, I love when people freak out when you haven't seen something. I just think oh, it's, it's hilarious. hilarious. It's the most <laughs> impotent rage, and I just love seeing it. Uh, okay, back to you, Keith. Uh,
1: four is available.
0: Four is available.
1: Right? Yes, four. Could I? Four is uh, sleep for his sleep. Let's see.
2: Oh, I love this song.
0: Postal Service, The District Sleeps Tonight. A song, sort of, about sleep, kind of. (laughs) Uh, Point to you. Uh, Vanessa.
2: Let's go to eight and sleep.
0: Eight and sleep. That was the dream part of Manic Monday by the Bangles. You know what? Don't get get Kathy Valentine started on the Bangles, let me tell you.
2: (laughs) I want to hear it.
0: Yeah, no, she likes them, but it was just, you know, the Go-Go's broke up and the Bangles moved right in there and, Mm -hmm. you know, I imagine it would be a difficult thing. Uh, Again, get that book. All I've ever wanted. Keith, back to you. Five and six
1: are your choices. Uh,
0: Five is the Go-Go's. Five is Go-Go's. Tell me when
1: did you sleep last night
0: Nah.
1: You sure it's not Kathy?
0: That is definitely mm. not Kathy. You sure? I'm Kathy. feeling no, her like... her voice is in much right. better shape. That okay. was Nirvana covering Lead Bellies. Where did you sleep last night? <laughs> no point for you. How the producers have fallen. Um, finally, six falls to you, Vanessa. What do I'm you I'm
2: going to go with six and go-go's.
0: Six and go-go's. Let's find out right now. The song that made the Go-Go's household names, Our Lips Are Sealed, point yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Christian, what are our scores
1: after we Go-Go's don't are sleep. sleep. We don't, we don't. You know, Dave, you keep bringing this up, and I feel like we don't have to have this. To I fight. feel like we it's way closer do. now, though. Mm, it might be closer. Mm. Well, mm, That's kind sort of. of
0: double what my number is. <laughs> yeah, 15 for houseplants, 7 for bees. All right. It's never Let's going go, well for bees. Never going well for bees. Um... <laughs> We will be right back with more Troubled Waters after this break. Friendly Fire is a podcast about war movies, but it's so much more than that. It's history.
3: was just supposed to be another
0: assignment. It's comedy. Under no circumstances are you to engage the enemy. It's Cinema Studies. It's a hell of a combination. So subscribe and download Friendly Fire on your podcatcher of choice. Or... At MaximumFun.org Accomplished Hey folks, welcome back to Troubled Waters With us are Vanessa Gritton and Keith Kingbay now, it is time for a return of a favorite round of ours. It's a little game that we like to call Lost Lyrics. Now, in this game, we will pick an iconic theme song that does not have its own lyrics. We will ask you to invent the lyrics for them on the spot. We opened today's <laughs> show talking about uh, the, uh, the, the film stage production of Hamilton, going to Disney+. So now we're going to flip the adapted script and take some themes that can be found on Disney+, Plus, adding lyrics to turn them into musicals. You will each be given a theme track. We will play it for you and then force you to come up with your own lyrics for it. You will be awarded points based on performance, commitment, and how loyal you can actually be to the source material. Or if you just make me laugh, then we're good. (laughs) Um, We have three possible theme songs hidden behind these three doors that you cannot see because they do not exist, except in my mind. Uh, Keith, because you're behind... Choose door one, two, or three. I will pick door three. Christian, what's behind door number three? (laughs) Oh. Terrific. It's the Star Wars theme song. Now, you have seen Star Wars, yes? Yes. Okay. So this should be a real breeze for you. And (laughs) it's for, let's say, 10 points. Sure, why not? Yeah. Give me some uh, lyrics to the Star Wars theme song. Keith King-Bay, starting now. Star
1: Wars, it takes place in space, it takes place in space, there's a civil war. Star Wars, there's lots of animals, you might call them aliens, but it all takes place in space. Is a princess and she hides, but she's always out in the open because there's little furry things and her hair gets braided. Star Wars, it takes place in space. It takes place in space. There's a civil war. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was that, oh, I
1: love was that, it. Was that? I love okay. it. I love it. I've been and doing I, improv for a long time. And every time we do hotspots, singing, rapping, I'm mm-hmm. like, sitting this one out. Bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: yep. That was great. And I love that you did what all good movie theme songs do, which is talk about the hairstyle of yeah. one of the actors in the third movie.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Because <laughs> you
0: you're going to want to know that right off the bat. Like right from when the first movie starts, you're going to be like, hold on. I haven't met any of the characters yet, yet. but tell me, right. is one of them going to have
1: braids seven years from now? <laughs> oh, they will? Well, Great. Th- it sticks with me because they were going to eat her, but then decided to braid her hair. And so I just like, it confuses me. So it just sticks yeah. with my brain. It doesn't sure. go away. It bumped, as you might yeah. say in a writer's yeah. Way. Sure. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, Vanessa, doors number one and three are okay. open.
2: Let's go with door number one.
0: Door number one. Fantastic choice. Christian, what's behind door number one? No! (laughs) Okay. You seem to recognize that. I don't know what it is, though.
2: It's the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. (laughs) Also didn't see it.
0: Great. (laughs) Uh, But you're familiar with it. You know it.
2: Yeah, I uh I've seen the movies mm. and I also grew up in Anaheim. Uh, so oh. every one of my formative years was spent uh, on that ride, avoiding adult supervision.
0: Cool. Ah. By the way, find choice for your dad to uh, lead a storied life that takes him to places like Rio for rock and Rio. And then just say like, yeah, let's go to Anaheim.
2: Yep. <laughs> Thanks dad. <laughs> yep.
0: I've seen the world. Now give me Anaheim. Um, okay. <laughs> Vanessa. I will ask you at this time to provide lyrics for the theme music to Pirates of the Caribbean, starting whenever Christian presses play.
2: Pirates, it was a ride, and now it's where Jack Sparrow hides. It's not that good. If we honestly talk about the fact that the movie sucked after the third one, what was the plot? I mean, uh... <laughs> give the point to Keith. <laughs> <laughs>
1: was my favorite lyric? <laughs> Give the points to Keith. I, I'm Give the like, point oh, to I Keith, love please. That.
0: But maybe it has like a spoken word interlude, like a song from yeah. Climax.
2: Yeah, or maybe just like some Grace Jones, like talking it out for a bit.
0: Sure, sure.
2: <laughs> We're giving it to Keith King Bay.
1: Oh my oh. God,
0: how unbelievably generous. 10 points
1: this to you. Let's recap those this scores. Is so un- I've done so poorly. You guys are just helping me out. I, I don't <laughs> like this. I don't like this.
2: Yes, I see you're
1: the lead. Uh, I can't, be, be, up I I can't be failing that much. What is this, guys? There's no way you can let me get away commu- with it. You know it's what
0: commitment
2: is? to music.
0: Yeah, it's commitment to music, and it's a game show that doesn't matter who wins because <laughs> you don't get anything. You don't get anything at all. <laughs> so, congratulations, Keith King Bay. You Thank are our pundit emeritus right now, so that means your opinions on things have extra special weight, especially your opinion on bees and the return of them. So, congratulations. Thank uh, you. Okay, so. Um, before we go, let's plug what y'all are doing. And then to offset the ego karma, to, to write the karmic balance in the universe, something someone else did that you want the world to know about. Vanessa, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, right now I'm currently working on some more stuff for El Rey. Um, right. and in terms of a personal project that I'm really excited about, um, I'm hosting and producing a podcast that'll be releasing next month called Kicking and Screaming, where me and a co host come up with horror movie and kung fu double features and basically one of us picks a movie and the other one has to figure out what would be a good pairing for it. So it's uh-huh. both a fun game and we're just trying to recreate like the feeling of an indie movie theater, like hanging out with your friends after a drive in at home. Oh, I love it. Uh, A well
0: programmed so. indie theater.
2: Yeah, so we wanna we wanna bring that to your couch, especially since going to the movies right now is pretty tough. Um, so look lethal. out for that. It's called kicking and screaming. I love it. Uh, and then something someone else did. Something someone else did. Uh, let me think. Oh, um, there. I I don't even know if this is like. If what they do is super public, but I s- strongly suggest adding them. But a writer friend of mine, his name is Brian Gilmore, has been recreating uh, dishes of things that he's wanted while in quarantine. So he like did an amazing mm. version of an in and out burger in general. Oh, he's God. just an amazing chef. Um, I want to see if he's on Twitter or Instagram so you can look at these incredible meals. But I feel like everyone I know in my life has gotten into cooking in a Big way. Well, what the uh, hell else are you going to do? Exactly. And I'm learning which of my friends are incredible talents when it comes to food. Oh, here it is. His Instagram is Dr. Brian Gilmore, and everything on it looks incredible. There's a Lumpia donut. Uh, that's the prettiest thing I've ever seen.
0: Oh, God. I'm in. I am in. What are you cooking, by the way, Vanessa?
2: Uh, I've been making a bunch of like chimichurri and easy marinated things that I can just freeze. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've gotten into my tortilla game in a big way because my grandmother, when I told her everyone was getting into bread making was like, why aren't you making tortillas since yeast isn't, uh, available. And I have never been so harshly criticized by an older Latina woman for not being able to make tortillas on my own yet. Oh man. So I've been making a bunch of those and they don't squeak anymore.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Well done. Thank you, Vanessa. Keith, Thank how you. about
1: you? Uh, I have a video game podcast uh, where it's not really you have to don't have to be the biggest gamer to enjoy our podcast. We just talk about video games that we love and we have to bring people on and share their experience with it. So like if you say you played Zelda Ocarina of Time when you were younger and you got really into it, it's like that's kind of what our podcast does. Uh-huh. Um, we have Han- we have Hannibal Burris coming on. He's going to talk about NBA 2K. We've talked to Ron Funches about The Last of Us. Uh, tons of different games, and also uh, we're doing daily episodes, so on top of just video game episodes where we go really into depth about games, we'll also talk about what's going on today, what happened yesterday, how we're all feeling, and then uh, we've kind of gone activist a little bit where we talk about uh, Black Lives Matters, where we're protesting, where people can protest, like little things like that. We've also raised money for sister districts in North Carolina to help progressive candidates get elected and things like that, so nice. our video game podcast is a bunch of different elements right now so it's kind of everything right now um so that's going off me for an organization that i really love it's called black girl hockey club uh Mm -hmm. i played hockey for most of my life i played semi-pro and things like that and hockey to me is like one of the most fun things you can do and uh it's not very accessible and for a lot of black girls it's really hard for them to get into because either the organization is racist. They can't afford it. There's so many different things going on. So donating to Black Girl Hockey Club brings self-awareness to what's going on, helps them get money, brings it to the light that people can play hockey in areas that they're not normally allowed to. So I just donated 50 bucks to them. I bought a t-shirt. But you go to blackgirlhockeyclub.org and donate and subscribe and do whatever you can if that's something you're interested in. Well done. I like that.
0: All right. Thank you, guys. I'm Dave Holmes. My uh, I'm on Twitter, at Dave Holmes. And... Um, I will break up the uh, the constant garbage can grease fire that Twitter is <laughs> by uh, plugging my own stuff there. Um, also, I will tell you, um, on HBO Max, this is old. It's a, it's a show from a year or two ago, but it is on HBO Max, and I have been dying to finish it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. It's on HBO Max, this time with Alan Partridge. It is so unbelievably funny and cringy. And I beautiful.
2: love Alan Partridge. That's oh, great.
0: have you seen this time yet?
2: I haven't seen this time, so I'm real pumped oh, about it.
0: It is so fucking hilarious. Uh, get an earful of it. Vanessa, <laughs> Keith, thank you so much for playing. You there with the headphones. Thank you for listening to Troubled Waters, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Keith King Bay. Make a noise. Hello. Hey, oh, Vanessa Hey.
2: Hey. <laughs> hey. Our
0: theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. Woo! And we all would like to hug you when that is again possible. Bye. Maximumfun.org